Okay. Well, this, this week's, I'm going to teach on a Torah which Rav Nachman explains. Two, in, two very interesting concepts he explains. Why, first of all, do we have so much conflicts? Machlekes conflicts, <clears throat> which really means, you know, a person is allowed to have a different opinion, but the question is, why do we have opinion, you know, so different that we get into a, take it very personally? You know, every person, if, if people get along very nicely, so that's your opinion, that's my opinion, we agree to disagree. But there's, we always know there's also, Unfortunately, we don't agree to disagree. Sometimes we disagree and it becomes a big issue. What is, what does this come from? And another thing he'll explain, how, what a person, you know, how to have a ticking on the disagreement and how to, how to, you know, to live with another person, to live with other people. Uh, let's read the English, he says like this. The essence of mental power and wisdom is centered exclusively in the land of Israel. In the land of the Medrash says, A Jewish soul nourishes his wisdom, his mental capacity, straight from Yisrael. We are connected to Yisrael. So we belong in Eretz and our way understanding and our our wisdom we take, we take from Eretz That means that there's a there's a very important concept, and I see this, that you could be brilliant, you have a very high IQ, but uh, you you don't accomplish anything. You don't do anything. As I mentioned often, I'm, there's a very famous physicist. Before he became a physicist, he was a person who was cleaning the university. You know, did nothing with himself. You could be very smart and be very foolish. You could be. So there is a nourishment of wisdom that we have. That means the person that has an IQ really means that he has a capacity to take wisdom into himself. He'll study. He'll, right, he'll study, he will understand it. But the, the, that's true. But now there's a part that you have to take nourish wisdom into yourself. So he says that the main, as I'll say, the main wisdom we carry to have the koyach, the power of your mental capacity, wisdom comes from Yisrael. That means, it doesn't mean you have to be in Yisrael. The connection that you have to Yisrael will be greater if you go to Etzisol, because the marriage does relate, where Amaron went to Etzisol, they said they understood things better and much deeper level. So he says, even Jews outside the land received and absorbed all the mental power and wisdom from the land of Israel. Because every Jew has a portion in the land of Israel. Every person has a portion, a chilek, in Etzisol. And knowingly, not knowing, you sort of take your nourishment of wisdom from Yisrael. This is mainly, this is regards on spirituality, but also in practicality. 
And um, so that means, when you can explain soon, Avada is Chachma of Chutzlaretz, which means there's people nourish the wisdom from outside Israel. And there are many geniuses and many non-Jewish people who invented incredible and creative th things. But as a Jewish person takes his more mainly from Yisrael, he's unique. That means his shefa, what he absorbs and takes into himself is the wisdom of Yisrael. Now, now he says like this. But when people blemish the honor of Hashem, I was going to say a very interesting thing. That when people do blemish the honor of Hashem, it causes them, that would, uh, <clears throat> they fall from the mental state associated with the land of Etisol. That means you could be connected to Etisol to take your wisdom, but if you blemish the honor of Hashem, you make a chilal Hashem, you don't respect Hashem, you get this cut off from the land of Israel, and then your wisdom comes from outside of Israel, which Ram Nachman is explaining that causes people to have a continuously disagreement. It's not just we disagree. The disagreement is that we disagree to disagree all the time. You know what I'm saying? That we, we you know, you're not writing, yes, writing. You know, sometimes couples could disagree and uh, everything is wonderful. Sometimes friends disagree. And everything is wonderful. It's not the end of the world. Sometimes you notice there's the disagreement, and everyone is like, you know, no, it's gotta, you know, we don't see eye to eye. This comes. He explains the nourishment from chitzlaris. Now, let me let me explain something because he doesn't <clears throat> go into detail over here. Another place explains it. Every dispute, fight that you have, um, you can allow to disagree. But the question is, when people get into a real argument, the couples or friends, and is because a person feels not respected. The second a person feels respected, he doesn't. He could agree to disagree. That means to, to take any. I, I've done it more than once in different classes, and I showed. I told the people, why don't you take a argument you had with your wife. So one of the guy in one of the classes was brave, and he said to me, I'll, I'll be brave. And he got up and he said, I had a big argument with my wife. I was driving to work, and she left her sunglasses in the car, and uh, she calls me up. I'm almost going to my office, and she says, can you bring home the sunglasses in the car? Are you kidding me? I'm going to drive back. And for that disagreement, they got into an argument for a few days. So I said to him, you think your wife was annoyed with you for three days because of the glasses? No. And he said, even though maybe it had been very important sunglasses, if you would have told your wife, you know, you are number one in my life. And if it's very important, I'll turn around and bring you the sunglasses. But I have to explain to you, I'll be late for the meeting. You know? She would have never been annoyed with you. She would have, everything would have been good. But the fact that you just brushed her aside, you made her feel unimportant, that's why you th argued for three days. It means argument comes when there's no covet, the lack of respect. He explains that in a much deeper way in Hasidus. When there's a lack of this respect, that's when people disagree very, very much. So what he's explaining now is, 
So if a person shows respect to each other, you, deep respect, the less the argument is going to be. It means you could disagree. I mean, in this case, the wife needed the sunglasses. And she was disappointed, but there will be no strife. Because whenever there's covert respect, the respect calms things down. Because the truth is, in a very simple way, I'll explain that he explains Rabnachman in a very deep way, in a very simple, simple way, that is true. And the reason it is true this way is because when a person feels pushed aside, negated, unimportant, it hurts. So they take a position. But if you tell the person you're very important, they don't get so hurt, so they don't take such a strong position. But the point is, COVID, the lack of respect, brings machlekes. True respect, people get along. So then he explains a, a very, very, very interesting thing, which is in Kabbalah taught. So let me explain this in a very simple way and get back to what I began to say. Hashem made in the creation a functional thing that Rabbi Nishim created that it, uh, everything wants a ticket. To explain this in a simple way is if a person hurts themselves, scratch themselves, let's say you scratched your, your, your foot, your pants ripped, and you have a gash in your leg. You know, the pants is never going to heal by itself. But your gash, your cut in the leg, is going to heal by itself. How's that? The, the cloth that you made is never going to heal. It's, if you don't get it sewn by a professional, it's the body, very often, on a simple cases, not come, not a terrible accident, will heal by itself. You scratch yourself, will heal. Hashem put into the Bria something which is the, 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 the it's explained, it works with the power of tshuva. The Rebbein Shem created tshuva before he created the world. So he put into the world where the world continuously wants, seeks tikkun. You should have a tikkun. Your leg is cut, and now sometimes it's so bad, that someone else will fix it for you. And some, very often, today's medicine, we could fix it. But the world, it, and its natural state, demands a tikkun and has tikkunim. Let's say a simple, I explained, uh, cut your leg. The same way is emotionally. Very often people who went through emotional things, they recreate it subconsciously and they want to redo the things that way it's explained. Because there is a thing in, in the, the revolution put into us, a thing that wants to have a tikkun. The biggest tikkun for the soul, for even emotionally, is the respect. When a person feels very much respect, yeah, he, feels, he feels very good about himself. You know, children who don't feel good about themselves, don't do poorly in school. Child feels good about themselves, it's a known thing. Anyone raises children, the child feels good because he plays music or he's good at this, he's good at that. He'll excel in other places because he feels, you know, good. If the parents praise him, compliment him, there's a that is a ticket automatically helps a person go further. The COVID, the respect. And the reason for this is, Ram Nachman explains, Hashem created the world for the sake of the honor of Hashem. The whole world was created that we should recognize Hashem, honor Hashem, awe Hashem. When we awe and we recognize, we praise and we get close to Hashem, 
His name is respected greatly. See, I've explained this last week, that we don't see Hashem unless you seek it. It says with davening, Dirshi Hashem, seek Hashem. You must go seek, look for it. It's like hiding, sort of to say. It's not like, you know, it's open. Even though the reality, once you start looking, it's right in front of your nose. But we don't, a person doesn't get up in the morning and says, wow, it's awesome, the world is standing. We get up in the morning, oh, do we really have to get up? Can we put the snooze another time? And when you know, gets up with an awe, feeling like, wow, Hashem created the world and it's incredible. Unfortunately, we have to go out and seek uh, Hashem. We have to go find the, the, the greatness of Hashem. You have to find the awe of Hashem. When a person seeks it, he sees the covet of Hashem. The mo- because that's our ticken. Our ticken is, is to recognize Hashem, love Hashem, be close to Hashem. That will bring us to the ultimate good of goodness. Because that's what Hashem wants us to be, our closeness. Lahavdil, I tell this to young couples. I always tell to young couples, what is there that you want from the chassan and the kala? Chassan wants to feel my kala feels that she's the luckiest girl. She's marrying me. And what does the kala want? That the chassan should think that, she, that he's the luckiest guy he's having for a wife. You know, if a couple, each one thinks that they're so lucky for having each other, it's a great shalom bias. You could disagree. You could argue. You could scream at each other too. But the shalom bias is going to be great because every one of them thinks, wow, I got a gem. Oh, often I explain young people is when things deteriorate, well, you could have married someone else, and you're not so special. And where the more you negate the respect, the more it's not solid. La havdul between us and Hashem is the same thing. The more you feel that Hashem, you know, you, the awesomeness, the specialness of Hashem, the more respect you give to Hashem the more you are connected in your relationship. And even more, the more you think that Hashem, you take into yourself that Hashem is really proud of you. You know, in benching, we say, and uh, different, have, everyone has a little different nusach. We say, Rachman, he is poor buni. We say, Rachman, should be proud of us. boni, you should praise us. We ask Hashem, that, he, that we should be special in his eyes. Because when you feel special in Hashem's eyes, you'll be much closer. We are special, sometimes we don't feel it. It could be sometimes one thing's the other one is special, the other one doesn't feel it. But if you do take it into yourself, Hashem is great and he's proud of me, then the relationship with Hashem is very great. But that is the relationship with Hashem is the covet, the respect. The more you give everybody the respect, the more you make a kiddush Hashem, not a Hashem, the more you show the the devoteness, devote devote to Hashem, and you speak about His greatness. The Gemara says, if a person says Ashrei three times a day, Miftachi Shaben Oilam Haba. You know, in Ashrei, ninety percent of Ashrei talks about the greatness of Hashem. It first talks about Ashrei Yoishev Eisecho. Ah. We are so lucky to be a part of his household. And, and the mail goes on. I praise you and I exalt you. And it goes on. You're so great. And your greatness has no end. And you're praised. And, and for generations we'll be talking about it continuously. Then it says, 
all eyes are to you for panasa, and you open your hands, you give everyone panasa. But the most of the, what's his name, of the Ashrei, is being praising Hashem. Because the more you praise Hashem, the more you feel close to Hashem, that's the, the, the world has a ticking. Because the Banshim created the world for this reason only. Now, when a person doesn't respect Hashem, or, he, or he's busy, see, in order to give respect, you cannot be selfish. When people are self-centered, they don't know how to give respect to another person. He only thinks about themselves. When a person starts giving to others, he looks at others, trusts others, gives respect for others, then he put, sort of he pushes himself away. That's how the relationship sort of has a healing. Now, Ramachna says, now, going back, in the Moichen of Eretz Yisrael has a unique from where the Zoe says, from the Noyam Elyon. There's such a concept of the sweetness Noyam, Dorcheyu Darke Noyam. We say from Davani. The ways of Hashem is Noyam, has a sweetness, a pleasantness. There's a pleasantness that comes down that you f- makes a, a, a sweetness in the relationship or between you and Hashem. There's a gvaldig in the imos. The imos means kind, sweetness. They says that comes down, but that comes down to a person who gives tzedakah, he explains. When a person gives tzedakah and he's, you know, it's very true. If you, if you, I always tell this to young couples sometimes, if you wait for the other person to start, you're not going to get anywhere. You start giving, after you start giving, you feel much closer. That's the reality. If you, if, you, if you care for someone, you worry about someone, you do something for someone, you feel closer. When a person, Rabbi says, gives generally tzedakah, he creates a vessel by giving tzedakah that this noyam hu elyoin comes down. Noyam means a great peace, calmness, sweetness comes down, and he's able to be the vessel to grab, to catch this. You know, like, which means... Very often, people walk around and they have no ni'imus, no sweetness. They walk around thinking they don't want to get up, they don't want to face the next day, they want to stay under the covers a few days, they can't face the challenges of life, or life is boring, or they suffer from depression, or hardships. There is no like, ah, it's so great to be alive. Very few people walk around singing, very few get up in the morning and scream, yippee, I'm alive. Most of them get up, oh, it's the clock. There's a cold outside, there's a warm outside, and we don't sort of connect with the neimois of the sweetness. And in order to do that, when a person gives tzedakah, he becomes a vessel, so when the neimois comes down, he could accept it. And tzedakah means, if a person has money, she gives tzedakah, means volunteering, listening to someone, but you know, listening to someone because you want to help them. I want to give for myself to the other person. I'm visiting the sick because he needs me. You know, often people do things totally for the self, you know, for goodness. No, you should try to. I'm visiting, giving tzedakah. One of the reasons why money giving tzedakah is much more powerful because if you give the, the biggest tzedakah, the Gemara says, is matan besaisa. Matan besaisa means I have no idea who gets it, 
and who's, I'm giving it, but I have no idea who's going to get it. It takes away your personal pleasure. There's other reasons, as I'll say, but it also takes away the personal pleasure. You are doing the mitzvah, you know, sometimes you feel good, I help someone. Ah, I helped this guy, he was desperate. If you have no idea you're helping, the tzedakah has a very high level, and this comes into a person a noya, a sweetness, which calms you down and makes you more feel good about yourself, respect, means a very powerful thing. He says, then the chachma of Eretz, which you yoini, could have a ticket to be connected. So again, when a person wants uh, to, what he's saying, wants to have an emois in life, a sweetness, but to do is, is to help others to do tzedakah. Do you ever notice the people who are miserable with themselves are the least ones to help anyone? I always notice in the shul, if you want to have something to get done, ask a busy person. If you ask the people have nothing to, I once asked a guy who's literally comes late to shul and he doesn't work and he says, you know, today, do me a favor. I once asked him, can you lock the doors of the shul? I don't have time. But I asked someone who's very busy, I'll, I'll, I'll do it for you. So isn't that fun and true? The same thing, it's when a person who, who, who gives, you ask him to give, ah, I'm, I'll do it for you, I'll do the favor for you. A person self doesn't know how to give, they, if a person is bitter, angry, he's not in the mood of, he don't know how to give. And I don't have time to give. And how much do you want me to give already? All of a sudden asking. So the act of giving, the act of caring, it feeds on itself, sort of to say. Then the Rabbi Shalom, you become a vessel of emois, and it comes down. That's why a sweetness, and your life becomes sweet. So it, it's, it's the, not the way many people, many people think, in order to like someone, he has to be nice to me. If you start being nice to someone, you feel much closer to them. You have to do yours. In Chassidus, we call this Resrisa de Lesata. You do yours. You be kind. If you're annoyed at someone, go out and be kind to them. That will create slowly an emois. You become a vessel where sweetness would come there. And now, Rabbi Rachman says, that, so before we go further, what he's trying to say in this toy over here, that a person, every person has wisdom. And every person has a place where he unique the wisdom, where he takes the wisdom, he nourishes the wisdom. Problem is that if you nourish it from Chitzor as a Jewish person, then people fight a lot. You, you, we don't agree to disagree. We have a huge disagreement, as we say. But when a person is unique from Yisrael, Kiddush Yisrael, then that's an Imois, he explains, that we could agree to disagree. That's so not the end of the world. We, we, we learn how to, to, even though we have a disagreement about what we're saying and you look at a difference, okay, we can live with it. It's not the end of the world. And the source of all this, he explains, really comes from covet, honor. When a person knows how to give covet for other people, he'll get along with other people. And now he's explaining that even when you get covet, someone respects you and people you know, give respect to you, a person should try to bring that covet up to Hashem and that will create even a deeper emois into himself. 
saying like, you know, of course I feel great, all, you know, being praised and then, but how can I use that by the COVID that I get to bring it to Hashem? When you bring that COVID to Hashem, that COVID, then you create even a higher level of sweetness and kindness and, 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 and passion for life. That's really what it is. Like I explained, very few people get up and feel great. I feel great about life. Most people get up in the morning and don't want to get up. Most people get up and say, do I really have to get out of bed? In Yiddish, there's a famous saying that sometimes people get out of bed when the bed spits them out. You know, that means they can't sleep. No, what I mean, well, I'm talking about, it, 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 and we all, we all have a little bit of this because we, we don't have the zest, the sweetness of life. Most people lack this. Very few people, do you know, get up and full of life and they're really to take the challenge of the day. Unfortunately, we don't have that. The more, again, you, you, you give to others, the more you care for others, and the more you give respect to others and respect to Hashem, then the, you get a sweetness and a kindness. You know, the people who, you know, I don't know someone ever who lost a, <clears throat> lost a child, and someone told him, the best thing for you to do is, is to go, you know, there was a lady, called, she used to be a kindergarten teacher, go back and teach. Just giving to others heals a person. Because otherwise you... Heals me, and the reason for this is you take an emois into yourself, a sweetness. So, so he says, Ramnachman says, even another thing he says over here that very often, as we, we misuse our wisdom, we use the wisdom in a not proper way, or, and we disrespect other people, literally, this could cause there should be a discontent in Eretzisrael too. Eretzisrael really is supposed to be ni'imois, sweet. But if everyone t is, does not give respect to the Rabbani Shalem, they should, that could cause even in Eretzisrael to be such a is such a disagreement and when fighting with each other because the Pagam comes to Etzisur. And again, he explains, the taking for this is we should be giving. I tell people that Rebbe Yishla made it that we have to help the Jews in Israel. By giving to the Jews in Israel, <clears throat> we connect to Etzisur and we accept a sweetness. When you give tzedakah for people, you have to give tzedakah for people around you really need it. But when you, you give tzedakah to Eretz soul, it creates a kindness, a sweetness in you. So let me, let me just go back to what he's trying to say over here, which is very important. The foundation of getting along is to remember respect. I tell this to people. You'll notice that 90% of the time, when there's a disagreement, is not so much the, ever the disagreement. It's not because you disagreed so terribly. It's being disrespected when you disagreed. If the other person could show you, I understand where you're coming, and really convince you, you're saying great. Let it be even in Torah learning. When two argue, Tamil Chum argue learning. If, if one could show the other person, I really understand what you're saying. And you have a great point, the 
then the, the calmness in the ear is much stronger. So even in friends and couples where one could say, wow, I really understand what you're saying, that respect that you give to each other, that takes away the, the machlik, sort of to say, and it brings a calmness and a sweetness. The kuvit that we give to the Rebani Shalom, that even creates a bigger ne'imois. It means when a person is focused, I want to respect the Rebani Shalom, I want to honor Hashem, I mean, you have to be focused. I am here, I'm davening, I want to show that I'm a good Jew, I want to make a Kiddush Hashem. I want, you know, to show Hashem I'm devoted to Him. That Kiddush Hashem sort of, the kuvit that you give to Hashem, brings even a greater sweetness into your life. And that makes a person full of life. It's full of calmness and sweetness and passion. Very often people like walk around, just most people, you notice, most people are not happy with themselves. You ever notice this? Most people walk around, you, I, I once said this in a class, so <clears throat> Pika Robertson, so there was a lady who was an artist. And she was commissioned to draw a someone commissioned her a few years ago to go to New York and draw a painting of the people coming out of Wall Street. And then um, said to me, as I, and that was, uh, someone paid a lot of money, people pay for painting, wealthy pay one such a painting. So she went and she was doing the painting, she said she had hit her, but I once said in the class that she was watching the faces, it was a regular day, you know, it wasn't the people were losing money in Wall Street, it was before the crash, so still, you know, it's a regular day. No one walked with a smile. No one. I said to the person, I watched this when you go to Disneyland. I used to drop my children in Disneyland. There's a huge sign, the happiest place on earth. And you know, and no one smiles. It was busy, you know, schlepping and t all tied up. And, you know, what happened to the happiest place on earth? Really, if you're not happy inside of you, nothing outside will make you happy. If you have a, it, it, the happiness has to start with yourself. Now, you could do things to make yourself happy. When you do things for others, it makes a person happy. When you go out and volunteer, it makes a person happy. It makes a person feel much, much when you give tzedakah. This is what I'm Nachman is saying. In, 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 to have a noyam, a sweetness, giving tzedakah, helping others. Tzedakah could be just giving a huge smile to someone. We don't know what the other pe person goes through. And giving the person a smile makes them feel good. Or just a, a listening ear. You know, and mainly, he talks about giving tzedakah, that creates anoyam. And the more you do this, the more ni'imois you get. And the more, he says, is when you show every respect that you get, I want to, when a person gets respected, thinking how I could bring it back to Hashem, that creates a higher level of the emos, A much higher level sort of a sweetness and, and, and um, that, that if a person could, uh, that's what will create in a person a passion of life. You know, like I said, most people like walk around like, you know, like, okay. It's the first time I don't speak English when I first came here. I learned how to speak English here. So I remember coming to LA and I asked the person, how are you? I'm hanging in there. I didn't understand what it meant. I'm hanging in there. I didn't, I remember thinking, what did he respond? I never heard that expression, he's hanging in there. And I later told him, I don't want to hang in there. I don't want to have a life hanging in there. 
I want to have a life. I'm there. So I had the picture. He was hanging in the means. I'm holding on. I'm barely making it. I'm above the water. Your life shouldn't be that way. Your life shouldn't be hanging in there. Your life should be, I am on the boat, living it. And you notice most people, how are you? Hanging in there. Something to, something close to that. But people say, this is what they mean. You know, the, the essence of a person comes through his mouth, the Zohar always says. Means is they really don't have it there. They don't have this neimos of life they don't have. They're just barely, every day going through. And what Abnachman teaches over here, how to create this neimos is by giving to others. And mainly, not only giving to others, when a person gets, feels respect, and show respect to Hashem. When a person feels respect from Hashem, he feels, and he brings it back to Hashem. How can I respect Hashem? What can I do for Hashem? Now we tell people, comes to davening every day. We, we have a, when we finally we daven, we have a list of Hashem to ask. I need this. I, as I say, it comes to Rosh Hashanah, everyone has a Ralph's list. Puts down on the list all the needs that he had. How many people ever ask themselves, now what can I do for Hashem? Hashem does for me. Now what can I do for Hashem? Maybe, I, because that's very self-centered. You're always thinking all about me. I need this, my children need this. It's I, 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 I. Thinking now, how can I do something only for Hashem? To respect. When a person lives that way, the more you feel giving to Hashem, the more the neimois of life comes to a person. That causes a great sweetness, calmness, like I said before, because to develop an inner calmness is when you feel, I always give this marshal that newlyweds, you know, the, the sun is brighter. A guy once told me, he explained to me very well, he says, when I first started dating, he wasn't so religious then, he says, and my girlfriend had a blue car. Every time the blue car turned around, came went by, my head just turned quickly. Blue was like, because when a person is happy, is in love, sort of to say, everything is different. Unfortunately, once this novelty wears up, the same person is angry, is frustrated. I, I once gave a true, this is a true story, and I just changed the story. It shouldn't, I don't want people to grab a, this is a, a newlywed, Got married, after the Sheva Brochus, it was over a few days later, Monday, and he's supposed to go to work. Back to his office, to his job, he was working for a bank. He gets up in the morning, he goes out to the car, and there's a flat tire. Comes back, and he tells his wife, you know, it's bashert to have a flat tire. Obviously, Hashem wants me to stay home another day. I'm not going to work. So, a few years later, the guy tells me the story. A few years later, we had two children. My wife had a van. And, you know, life is going on. I get up Monday morning. I go out to the car, and there's a flat tire. And I come in screaming. There's a flat. And my wife turns to me. She says, you know, I never drive the car. I only drive the van. Why are you screaming at me? He says, you know, you're right. And he said to me, he caught himself a few days later. I forgot all about the things that's bashed. Maybe Hashem wanted me to stay home with her another day. When I was a newlywed, all of a sudden I said it was bashed 
to stay over the other day. Now, the life goes on, and it's so stressful, I forgot all about the Beshert, and I was frustrated. And he tells me, honestly, why was I so frustrated? My the office is on Wiltshire. I could have taken a taxi for $5, $10. Big deal. What, what is the end of the world? What's, uh, I could have waited and had my wife take the babies and get into the car and drive me. What's so... When a person is not happy with themselves, doesn't have any emotions in life, is really not happy, it wasn't that he wasn't making money, when just not happy with yourself, then you forget about Hashem. It's not Bashet. You forget what's Bashet. There's no Ni'imois. When you're newlywed, all of a sudden there's so sweetness, so everything is easy to say is Bashet. So what we have to do, the more you think about Hashem, the more you give to Hashem, the more Hashem sends down a sweetness, a kindness, and a passion. And you get up in the morning and you feel life is worth living. You feel there's something special there. There's something I will accomplish today. Like I said, most people don't get up and feel, ah, it's another day of life. You know, unfortunately, this happens to people who are terrible accident. I once met someone who almost didn't make it. A terrible, terrible car accident. I think they, they gave up on him, Baruch Hashem. Even though he's a little bit disabled from the car accident, he says, every morning I get up, I smile. I'm alive. I was almost, you know, they gave up on me in a car accident. Unfortunately, but people have gone through such just a trauma, I find sometimes, not always, they appreciate every day. We get up in the morning, we don't say, ah, wow, I'm alive. Because we don't, we lack the Neimois, Ronald says. And, and the way together, again, is to show respect to others, to act respectful to others. And mainly, we give tzedakah, that will bring in the emois, and you'll see, you, I, I always say, if the argument of life, argument around you is high, obviously there's missing the emois. Because if you, if, you, if you, I explained this last week, and I tried to make it in a very simple way. A lady gets into a huge argument with her husband, arguing and arguing. You know, he was late for dinner, and she is annoyed with him. Let's try re- to replay this. An hour before that, she gets a news that she won $50,000. He comes home all annoyed, supper's not ready, and the wife says, you know, Chaim, you should smile. You know why? We just won $50,000. All of a sudden, he doesn't care if the supper's late, and all of a sudden, everything is forgetful. Sometimes you have an outside thing that sort of, you know, changes the outlook the way you look. The, Un, you know, reality in life is we don't get $50,000, we don't have all these perks. The uh, honest in life is that we have to continuously do the best what we can, which is by giving to others and respecting others and, and, and thinking what I could do for Hashem, that gives a person an incredible emois, which is pleasant, passion, understanding what life is about. And that has a tick in as in the beginning he said, that your chachma should come from Etzisrol. Chachma, your wisdom show. When the wisdom comes from Etzisrol, it has a great, great higher level. That means there's a deep understanding of Hashem when you come that way. Any question before I go on? Right, but, but, but the trick is, is to say, I am doing it for Hashem. 
We most often we do things automatically. We go into autopilot. It's not Friday, I gotta light the candles, and I gotta do this, and I gotta do this, and again. A person doesn't go into autopilot. He says, you know what? Hey, I'm making a bracha now. I'm, I'll do it for the sake of Hashem. I'm eating. You can enjoy the coffee, but you know, I'm doing it for the sake of Hashem. When you, when you do it consciously for Hashem, that has a big thing. When you do it because I have to do it, you look, in a relationship, if, you're, if a husband buys his wife flowers because he has to buy it, mm, he doesn't have the same thing. If his wife knows that he buys it because he appreciates it so much, as a high, it doesn't have to be expensive. It could be simple. It has to do, in Chassidus, we, we, there's a saying, you know, chicken soup when it's cold is tasteless. I cannot eat cold chicken soup. But when it's hot, it's delicious. When you do something with passion, it is a chicken soup that is hot. You know, when you do it, L'Shem Shemayim. If you just do it in automatic pilot, you know, I do it because, you know, just, that's how we do. We don't even know, you just, I put the candles, and I put the light, put the black. It's, I'm lighting the candles, Hashem wants there should be light here. I'm davening, I'm saying a bracha, I want to do for Hashem, I want to bring Shem into my life. It's when you're doing it consciously. See, we're going to, I always tell people, well, you're going you're gonna to eat the breakfast, you're going to drink the coffee, you're going to you know, take care of things. You could at the same time say, you know what? Hashem made me, put me into the world, he wants me to eat. I'm going to eat because that's Hashem Shemaim too. Whatever. Does he take away the, doesn't take away from the breakfast, it doesn't take away from anything. It brings into a person a passion. Any other questions? Yeah. Very good, very good. I want to explain what he just said. <clears throat> what he just uh, he said very profound. And I, at the beginning, I explained. Rav Nachman says that the Hashem put into the world that the world needs it. It seeks and wants a tikkun. It's like a simple way I explain. You cut yourself, your body's going to heal. A simple cut. Your, your dress gets cut, and your pants gets cut. It doesn't heal. So Hashem put into the world. A, a, a thing that heals. The biggest healment that Hashem put into the world is when Adam Arishan sinned, he sort of pushed away the presence of Hashem. It became much, much hidden. You know, like no one gets up in the morning, I said before, wow, God exists. Get up in the morning, and nothing. We don't, not, we don't get up. Get up in the morning, should we get up? Should not? No one. If, Unless a person forces it, that's when he sees Hashem. It means he thinks about it, he seeks Hashem. The, the, what you're trying to say is, that is the first and foremost ticking in the world, because what all the magician did with his sin, is brought down, oh, the Zoe says this, and the Rizal and all the Chassidish will bring this down, 
it became that Hashem is removed from us. You know, a newlywed, even, even not newlyweds, people who are happily married, they think subconsciously about their wife. Oh, I'm going out. Oh, she wanted milk because she needed this, she needed that. Or, you know, I'll fill up her car with gas, small things. Unfortunately, we don't think about Hashem. You know, we, we, you know, we daven. Most of our minds, not about Hashem, our troubles today, the things we got to take care of. You know, davening, no one is focused. What happened is, is that the chet or the merishan board, it's called the hester, a hiddenness. It's like with the hiddenness. And the biggest ticken seeks that this hiddenness should move away. And we should feel the presence of Hashem. And we should be conscious with Hashem. And we should feel Hashem. We should be re- feeling close to Hashem. That is our biggest challenge. Because that's what Hashem wants you. When we say Krishna, you know what it says in Krishna? I want you to be in love with God, with your whole heart, your whole soul, your whole being. I want you to be madly in love with Him. You know, like, like uh, someone explained to me in English, he called it puppy love, someone told me. It's like, you know, like young. That's what Hashem wants from us. I want every fiber of you to be devoted. As I said, you talk about loving Hashem, People look at you odd. You know, I, either you, they look at you as about shuva or flaky. And lately someone told me, you look at you, you shlame kalbach stamidim. You know, loving Hashem is removed. It's so removed from us. You know, like, but when we say Krishna and the mezuzah's hanging, a weird filling, you know what screams the first passage after Shema Yisrael? Love me with every fiber of you. When a person's in love with Hashem, automatically he feels the presence of Hashem. And that, that is the biggest hest upon him that the world needs a ticket. That the, that, 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 and, and Hashem put it into the world. And that's what the Koich of Tshuva is. And that's why many say this, why a person feels very unhappy when he's not close to Hashem. You know, I always tell people, society is busy with depression being a mental illness. It's true. It happens to be an illness, they say. But no one gets it. No one walk. How many people do you know walk around full of life? A handful. Uh, just a handful. Who walk, ah, I'm happy I'm alive. I'm happy when I'm here. It takes a lot, a lot of working to get there. You know, because it's much easier when a person to like someone else physically than to love Hashem. To love Hashem, you got to work on it. But, but when a person does for Hashem, it's like in relationship lahavdil. When a person helps another person, the more you help them, the more closer you are to them, the more you appreciate each other, the more you can love them. So too is the same. The more we do for Hashem, slowly the love of Hashem will come to you. I appreciate what you said. Any other question? Because you know, what, and this Torah of Nachman teaches that having amachlekes, strife, it's called in English, they translate amachlekes, it doesn't really belong. Now, we do have it. No one is perfect. But when, whenever there's a machlekes, a strife, you have to tell yourself there's something missing in the emails in you. Missing. 
because I, I, you know, I, I always say over the story, and I'll change the story a little bit. I s imagine a bunch of young people sitting, and you know, young people, and they're gossiping. Unfortunately, young people, young twenty-year-olds, you know, they like to gossip. And they're gossiping and mamish and about the guy how to, did this Haveda. Old guy, one guy sitting at the meeting gets a phone call from his wife. And she tells him, I have a great surprise to tell you. But I, I don't want any Einhörer. I want you to stay at the meeting. We finish, we'll go, come home and celebrate. What's the good news? We just won $50 million lottery ticket. So, closes the phone, puts it in his pocket, and he looks around his friends. And all of a sudden, he says to them, why are we gossiping? Why are we gossiping? And one of them asked him, did the Chofetz Chaim just call you? <laughs> Who called you now? What happened? The second he felt so good about it, I have $50 million, I don't need anything. I don't need a gossip. I feel so great for that moment before, before his headaches is going to start. That moment he feels so good, he lost his Yetzirah for gossiping. But before that, he was in it just as when a person really feels good what they're doing, there's no gossip, there's no negativeness in their life. It's only sort of positive. And every strife is a sign most often at that moment there's no, there's no, there's no sweetness in you. You're not in love with Hashem, sort of. You'd be madly in love and feel good about it. You know, imagine the newlywed, a guy, you know, a guy cuts him off in the traffic. The newlywed in the Sheva Brochus, it turns to Scully and laughs. Ah, guy, guy, I don't know. If it would be a, a few years later, oh, beep is so on, he cut me off the traffic and he's with chum cream. So it has to do your situation there, not the outside world. How much happiness, contentness you have in yourself, that's really depending on. What was your question? Every chassidus had a machlekes. The b'shem tov had machlekes against them. We're talking. We're talking about that machlekes comes where people didn't want to accept the truth. When the when the when people fought against Chabad, people fought against many rebbes. That was nothing in reality we look back in history it's embarrassing for them to look back what they did what were you guys fighting about you know Maybe the, the people could say that about anyone you know no people could say this uh, it's a whole separate issue you know that's no, no, that has a whole that. No, that's a long discussion. Another time, I'll explain what he means. That's a whole. Yeah, that's that's a long discussion. I'm going to explain it. Okay. You see. All right, but one day I'll try to explain it in great detail what this is based, what this means. This is a very misunderstood topic amongst... 
yeah, this is very, people don't understand it. It's, I'll explain it. One day I'll give a class, I'll explain it to you. But every person, no, no, oh, that's ridiculous. Uh, every, 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 uh, uh, there's two, the, the, let me explain the times of the Tanoam. The Kiva was very great, Shem Baruch was great. They were great Siddiquim, and we needed all of them. You know, an army, when you have an army, you can't run an army only with generals. You need a general. I, I always say over a story, one time we had someone staying at my house, and I was telling my children, you know, I'm part of the Air Force. And she asked the children, you know, what do you think I do? So of course, you, you're the pilot, no. Co-pilot, no. And you know, we go down, down, you know, you're the mechanic, the engineer, the computer, the, no, no, no. I am the cook on the base. Cook. <laughs> he said, so you know, we all, he says, Air Force Base needs a cook. And I am a cook. I was seven, I was young, I thought I was going to fly a plane, I don't have good eyesight, I don't know. So I said, whatever you give me, and they made me cook. So, you know, an army of Hashem needs everything. It needs people to pass inshallahs, it needs people to be, we need sometimes leaders right now how to deal with today's problems. We have problems today. We need a leader, someone has clear vision, a Talmud Chochem, to know how do we look at it. Is, how, should I have an internet in the house? No. Should I have a television in the house? No. Should I let my children, should I tell, demand that my children sneeze? Is this not sneezing? We need someone, can't live without Gedolim. We need, then there's another whole concept of a spiritually leader. That's a whole different concept. But we need someone to guide us, because we don't know. Without the Rabbanim who tell us, and, and you know, that, yeah, that this is kosher, this is not kosher. We need people to tell us if it's halach, is this way, halach, or that way. And then we need Gedolim to tell us, to guide the young generation. Is it a good idea to go learn secular studies, or is it not such a good idea? For whom is it good, and for whom is it not good? Of course you need people to guide us, otherwise we're walking around without a guidance. That's very important, and we all need such things. And it's a the concept where a person feels spiritual connected to a big tzaddik who helps him in his spirituality. That's nothing to do with the daily basis. It has nothing to do, you know, which school should he send his children or what I should study. You know, that's a whole kind of different concept. I wonder I'll explain it great length. Okay, thank you.
Yeah, the same job, that job, but I don't know how much. 